Lecture Topic The Best Husband, The Example of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, this beautiful deen that Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala has blessed us with is a complete way of life it includes every facet of life and Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala sent Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to teach us how to live every part of life in the most beautiful manner so while Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam displayed the manner of performing salah and thereafter said sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli perform salah as you have seen me perform salah which the sahaba then learned from him and they transmitted that salah to their students and this passed on to the ummah in this manner and likewise Nabi Kareem sallallahu at the time of hajj said khudu anni manasikakum take and learn the rites of hajj from me so he taught how the hajj should be performed and likewise all the various other aspects of deen similarly Nabi Kareem sallallahu was a perfect example of how a person should live his life within the four walls of his home and as a person in society in every aspect of life Nabi Kareem displayed this beautiful example لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala declared in the Quran Sharif that Nabi Kareem sallallahu is the most perfect example in every aspect of life so among the various aspects of life that he displayed the most splendid example was the life how he led himself and how he loved as a husband to his wife this too is a very fundamental part of life because how this home conducts itself how the people in the home conduct themselves what kind of relationship they have what kind of home this is in itself in terms of a happy home, a home where everybody is at peace with one another, that is what has an impact on the society. Hold out of homes which are truly homes, this make up a society which is a good society. So this is a very important aspect that Nabi Kareem taught us. He taught us about the issue of how to conduct ourselves as good husbands. Now that Happiness and peace in a home is not a one-way street. Just as the husband has to be a good husband, so the wife has to be a good wife as well. The children also have their responsibilities. But in this particular time that we have, is to revise some of the lessons that have many times been revised. In terms of the akhlaq of Nabiya Kareem 
his beautiful example that he displayed at home and this is the place where a person's character is tested the most. Everywhere else sometimes it's very easy to observe that beautiful way of conducting oneself to be very charming, very very pleasant, very friendly with everybody but very often the test comes within the four walls of the home whether the person can maintain that same good charm inside as well whether he is happy demeanor and nature outside the home can remain happy inside the home also whether that very friendly personality that he has with his friends he can maintain the same friendly personality with his household otherwise unfortunately many a times the situation within the home is very different outside mashallah a person is very very charming and pleasant and everybody knows him as very charming even the secretary knows him as very charming and even the female staff know him as very charming but then at home there's something else there's a different person at home at home even the children know a different person the wife knows somebody else they don't seem to be able to find the charm in the person they can't seem to find that happy personality that very friendly person who everybody is looking up to as a very good person so why is this difference that's a very big question for ourselves so now to learn from the life of Nabi Karim وسلم, that what beautiful example he has set for us and how we should be emulating this example because this too is for us to emulate this example is for us to emulate even in this matter of life of how we live as fathers to our children as husbands to our wives as children to our parents these are all very important aspects of life Ma'asharat, social interaction and then the akhlaq that is also comes alongside with it so the in the life of Nabi Karim وسلم, the manner in which a husband should be and how he should conduct himself has been given very great importance because he is the head of the home and what trend he will set in that home that will filter on everybody and how he manages everything how he controls things there will be challenges no place is without some ups and downs some hiccups here and there some challenges but in the midst of all those challenges in the midst of all those hiccups he needs to still keep things going positively forward he needs to keep things going in a way that it can still remain a home it doesn't just get left as a house as a house where people are just there and mutually coexisting but a place which is devoid of love of happiness, of peace, of contentment of the heart being bonded so in any case, just to understand the example of Nabi Karim وسلم, in the light of some ahadith that what example did he present and how did he learn so the first thing is just a very general description about his akhlaq and this is the thing that we have to hold very dear to all the time it's not only at home this is a lesson for all times but it has very very important application even in the home so this broad description about the akhlaq of Nabi Karim وسلم, where it is mentioned about him that مَا كَانَ فَاحِشًا وَلَا مُتَفَاحِشًا 
witnessed all this drama that was taking place and the slanging matches that were happening and what not was going on, we don't realize what impact it has on children. And they are exposed to this all the time. Or not all the time, very regularly. So in any case, Nabi Salaam, this was never his way. Then further, the narrator says, He never returned a wrong with a wrong. Somebody did something wrong, so he took revenge, took for that kind of manner and approach. That was never his way. What was his way? He forgave and overlooked. Now if everybody in a home adopts this procedure, obviously there are certain things where the lines of Sharia get transgressed, and that is something there is no compromise on. But within the limits of Sharia, within the limits of Deen, that this is the approach. Yes, what needs to be sorted out, what needs to be addressed, needs to be addressed. The system has to remain in place. But keeping the system in place doesn't mean we have to keep the door down. It doesn't mean we have to now cause an earthquake and a rumble and tumble. That the whole place now goes in chaos to bring the system in place. Nabi Akareem Sallallahu showed us the example. He addressed many situations. But he addressed it in such a dignified manner. So in any case, On one occasion, Sayyidah Aisha Anha was asked about Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that كَيْفَ كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا خَلَا فِي بَيْتِهِ What was the manner in which Nabi Akareem Sallallahu conducted himself when he was indoors? We see him outside, we see him at, in the masjid, we see him out in, among the Sahaba, we see him and we understand, mashallah, what a perfect personality he has, what beautiful akhlaq he has, and all his noble and perfect qualities, but we don't see the life indoors. So you can tell us what is what was the manner of Nabiya Kareem of indoors. So her reply was that indoors also what was his way? That Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu the most lenient of people. Many a time our leniency is for others outside, very good mashallah that's all in his place. But inside is a different approach. Inside the home, Kana al nas the most lenient of people, nas the most gracious of people. And then further she says, Kana rajulam min He was like an ordinary human being. Though he was the greatest of Allah's creation, but he conducted himself at home like an ordinary human being. He had every title, the best of titles that can ever be conferred to anybody. He had all those titles. But he didn't put those titles in between the relationships at home. That I am so and so. He conducted himself in a very, very ordinary manner at home to keep everybody very comfortable. Nowadays, if a person has some small little title outside, that inside also the title must remain as the boss. Everybody else is calling me boss outside. So I'm the boss inside as well. So now the same manner that we conduct ourselves, bossing people around sometimes elsewhere, so the same thing happens in the home. But that home can't function in that manner. Others out of desperation because they need that salary at the end of the month, then they might carry on now. They'll just have to bathe, hear the swearing as well, and whatever abuse takes place. But that now out of desperation somebody will just 
be quiet about it and they'll curse in their hearts. But it's not going to be something that's going to be digested at home. So that's not the way to conduct ourselves anyway for that matter. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu she says, was the most lenient of people and he was like an ordinary person. But together with that she highlights something. And this is the manner which Nabi Sallallahu the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation, but he's bringing himself down to make everything peaceful and happy. Illa annahu kana bahakan basaman. Now this is a highlight. She finished saying certain things in a general way. She's highlighting something. But yes, apart from this, he was a very jovial person. And always smiling. Very jovial person and always smiling. One person complained about, the only time I see my husband sometimes smiling is when he's looking at something on the phone and then he smiles. I don't know what he smiles about, but when he's looking at me, he don't smile. Nabi Karim was forever smiling, a very jovial personality, kept everything calm, kept everything happy, and this is how a home runs. When everything is happy, calm, there's a jovial atmosphere, there's an atmosphere of hearts being bonded. Just to understand this jovial personality of the Vietnamese Krasalam, on one occasion, and this was something that then rubbed off onto others as well. It was in the last days of his Mubarak life, just before the final illness commenced, he had gone to Jannatul Bhakti, and when he returned, he was already experiencing a headache. But when he came home to the house of Sayyidina Aisha, before he said anything, she experienced, she was experiencing a headache as well, and she expressed Sidwara Asa. What a severe headache I'm experiencing. So now in a light-hearted manner, Nadia Karim also said to her, that well, you see, if, if the inevitable happens, in other words, you are saying your headache is so severe, so in other words, you're fearing that maybe this is a sign of something to come up. So if the inevitable happens, meaning if supposing you pass away, I didn't say it in those words, but it was a, that if the inevitable happens, then you are very fortunate that the Nabi of Allah is still present. He will take care of all the rights, he will make dua for you, he will pray for you, he will attend to whatever the necessary is. So in other words, your passage to Akhirat will be very, very blessed. Because you'll have the du'as of the Nabi of Allah. So Sayyidah Aisha, now this was in a light-hearted way he said this. So Sayyidah Aisha also, she responded in a similar way. In the similar way of light-heartedness. She said, well I can just already sense it. I can already sense it, you waiting for me to go. And as soon as I'm gone, that same night you will be with one of your other wives. The Beast also smiled about it. And he said, Balwara Asa, you are complaining about your headache. My headache is far more severe and this was the commencement of the last final illness and this finally led to the last Nabi Sallallahu left this dunya. But even in that part of life, which means that this was the common trend throughout, it wasn't something that was restricted for a certain part of life and then now I'm too busy and I have too much of pressure on myself and I'm very stressed out with work and all the things, so I've got no time to joke and to laugh with anybody at home. I don't have any time for any trivial things at home, small, small things to bring it to my attention. You do your own thing, and I will do my own thing. 
No, Nabi Karim there was nobody more busy than him. Nobody who had more responsibilities than him. Forget more, nobody can come to one faction closely. But despite having all the responsibilities of the whole Ummah on him, and having the greatest amount of concern, and such concern, and such worry for the Ummah, that the Sahaba say that Kanali Jawfihi Azizun, Azizil Mirjani Min Al Buka. That when he would stand in Salah, and when he would communicate with Allah, the cry would be physically heard from his chest. One is the, the cry of, that comes out of the mouth, the sound from the mouth, let alone the sound that comes out while crying from the mouth, his heart could be heard crying. Like a boiling kettle, that kind of sound would be heard from the Mubarak chest of Nabi Karim That extends what was going on within him out of concern for the Ummah. But that which was inside him didn't become a barrier in being light-hearted with his family in keeping things pleasant at home, in keeping everything calm, in keeping a happy atmosphere. He didn't come and say, no, no, I'm very stressed out, so everybody will do their own thing. He lived a life that showed the best example despite the greatest challenges. So in any case, Sayyidina Aisha Ritmanha highlighted this. Illa annahu kana dahakan, dasaman, always lighthearted, very, very pleasant, always smiling, and even he had the time despite all his responsibilities and despite being the greatest creation of Allah and all the titles that he had but he had the time to show this love, this affection Sayyidina Aisha says when I would be eating with Nabiya Kareem so he would take a sip or I would take a sip of water or sip of whatever was there he would then turn that utensil to take a sip فَيَدَعُ فَاهُ عَلَى مَوْضِعِ he would place his Mubarak mouth at the same spot from where I drank. I would eat something and keep it down, he would pick it up and eat from the same spot that I ate. Now this was meal time. And obviously this was in privacy now. Unfortunately all this display of affection for the whole world and inside and out, when in privacy then there is a different story. Whereas this is within the limits of Haya, maintaining the Haya but showing this affection. And this made that meal time of such simple meals also such a pleasant time. That meal time is the most important, among the most important times in the interaction of the family. It should be made one of the most happier moments. Unfortunately, meal times have become time for many, the times to thrash out issues, the time to start making sarcastic comments, all the things that we want to do now, find some fault with, Meal times is the time to do it. So that the most pleasant meal also becomes the most difficult thing to digest. It becomes tasteless. All the issues should be left for some other time and should be discussed in a dignified manner. And that meal time should be a time that everybody looks forward to. And so it becomes a time of bonding for the family. That meal should be at least one meal in the day, should be together. And it should be a time when there is this happy moment, this time of bonding. This time of feeling that warmth of a home. That there's not a four walls, coldness of four walls, but the warmth of a home, the warmth of a family. So now this is the place for that. The beast also is teaching us this, this is mealtime. And this is the way in which he conducted himself. 
So obviously, depending now on the situation, there's children in the presence. So now a person has limits of how you conduct himself. But the bottom line is a very happy way. A way that keeps everything happy and pleasant. Not a time to be now fighting and arguing and a time to be scoring points and making sarcastic comments. This was the way of the Wasallam, giving good remarks and talking about meals in this regard that Aisha says, Ma'aba ta'aman qattu. Nabi Kareem never ever found fault with food. Sometimes he liked it, sometimes maybe he didn't like it. Inishtahahu akalahu. If he wanted to eat it, he ate it. If he didn't desire it, he didn't eat it. Sometimes he doesn't agree with a person. Sometimes something is not according to a person's case or whatever it might be. So he then didn't force himself to eat it, but he never ever found fault with food. Now this doesn't mean that there was never any error in preparing the food. But that was never a thing Nabi Sallallahu made an issue of. He took it in his side and kept everything fine. Now these are just some pointers only we've heard so far and spoken of. But already this is so much to digest. This meal time, his manner of conducting himself as meal time, if that alone we digest, we've digested a lot. Let alone the rest of his Mubarak example. In another hadith, Sayyidah Aisha Radhimanha was asked about Nabi Karim how he conducted himself indoors. So now she gives some little pointers. One line, in one line she says three things. But these three things are volumes. He says, Kana Yafli Sobahu Wa Yahlubu Shatahu Wa Yahdumu Nafsahu When you come home, he clean his clothes himself. There's something to clean out, something to some dirt sometimes come onto the clothes while outside, some speck of grass, whatever it might be. He picked it out himself. And if there was some need to milk the goats, because he needed some milk, which was a very menial task. Again, if a person has a servant, he'll never do it himself generally. Nabi Akareem Salaam would go without telling anybody anything, would go and milk the goat, which shows he had no cares about himself. Completely humble. He didn't feel it below his dignity that I was going milk the goats. He helped himself, served himself. He didn't bark out instructions to anybody. He quietly did what he needed to do. He wanted to do something. He required something. He went and did it himself. There was no instructions meted out. Get this done. Get that done. I need this now. No, no, no. That was not the Mubarak way of Nabiya Kareem Salaam. He needed something. He did it himself. Now this was the example that he said. And in all these things he even highlighted on a very general note, time has already passed with so many other examples to have been discussed. But in one line, Nabi Kareem Salaam said, Khairukum, Khairukum li ahli. The best among you is the one who is best to his wife. Obviously within the limits of Sharia. Not being best outside the limits of Sharia. And then, because the Sahaba loved Nabi Kareem Salaam very dearly, and anything he did, they wanted to do. That should also be the case with every ummati of Nabi Kareem We should also be the same. That whatever he did and how he was, we are to be aspiring to get somewhere there. So in order to spur on his lovers, in order to spur on those who truly 
love him. Said, li I am the best of everybody to my wives. Nobody can match my example, but there's my example. So now you should aspire to come somewhere. Now that was the lesson that he left the Ummah with in this regard. That aspire to become the best husband. Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq to emulate the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem in every aspect, in our ibadah, in our muamalat, in our muasharat, in our akhlaq, and we become the true ummatis of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahiru da'wana alhamdulillah.